0: This is Michelle with The Fringe Following. Today is October 10th, 2020. It's a Saturday. And wow, there is a lot going on right now, as there has been the whole time we've started this podcast. But things things are getting crazier, friends. It's getting way crazier. Um, Just the things that I'm seeing on Facebook posts, social media, the press, it, it just you know, I'm never bored. It's something every minute. And I don't even like following those sorts of things. But I'm looking for discrepancies where the mainstream media doesn't cover what I think they should be covering. And um because of that I've got to stay current. So um and boy is is that a tough chore with all of the Nasty things that I'm seeing flying back and forth right now. People are getting anxious. It's 24 days to the election. Um, polls currently are the last time I check we're favoring Biden. Um, I personally don't care about polls at all. I think that polls can be conveniently um, conducted. At the wrong moments, like when President Trump said that he was stopping all talks about COVID relief measures, which he did this week, Um, they probably got on the phone and started pulling people right then and there. And you know, people are going to be pissed off about that. And instead of waiting a few hours and see some of his other tweets that he would be happy to sign some bills if Pelosi would get off her ass and actually put something together and not use the bill as a way to put a bunch of pork in there um, to to give relief to people that may be illegal aliens, aren't taxpayers, um, you know, the media doesn't focus on that. And so... Circling back to the polls, if the polls happen at, at the right time, yeah, people are going to favor Biden over Trump. And I believe the polls come from the same place mainstream media does. Um, it's all geared towards that same narrative. And so you can ask a question several different ways, like in a poll. You aren't going to vote for Trump, are you? <laughs> that would be one way to conduct a poll. Or who are you voting for in the for president for the next election? Um, so, you know, uh, or, or they could ask a bunch of uh, questions beforehand. Um, are you environmentalist? Are you for or against abortion? Are you this, that, or the other thing? And they could ask all those questions. And then if they, they feel those answers are leaning towards um, viewpoint, they could just stop, stop the poll and say, thank you. Thank you for participation. Goodbye. And never actually ask the person. And who are these people conducting the polls? Um, We don't know. I've never been polled. I was polled once, good Lord, in my 20s. So a couple of decades ago. And um, I was in California at the time. And I just, it was endless. I mean, it was like 10, 15 minutes in and finally I said, look, I'm I'm done. It it was some political poll. I can't even remember. Um, Back then I was voting Democrat. I have not been a Republican all my life. I... You know, I, I changed, um, you know, midlife, uh, uh, midlife thus far of my life. And so, um, yeah, I, you know, they ask a ton of questions. They just don't ask who you're voting for or who are you voting for president in the next election. They they like to get all of these demographics on you. And I'm sure it's even more so now. And I, I just, I haven't been polled. And um, whoever is getting polled and who, those that are taking the polls, they can look any way that the polls want them to. The people who are taking the poll. The poll takers. Um, you know, I, I know there's some out there that are, that are more fair and more balanced. And I don't know their names. I haven't researched it. So some polls are more believable than others and more balanced. But, I, you know, if you're discouraged by the polls, don't be. Um, look at 2016. There was no way on planet Earth Trump had any chance of winning. Um in 2016, according to all the polls. In fact, when he won it, to me, it was a freaking miracle. I couldn't believe it. And you know, back then, nobody would admit they're, they're um, voting for Trump, it, it was like heresy. It, it really was. Now, um, I've, I've especially noticed this past month to six weeks, people are really stepping up and they're okay with it. As more and more people come out, more and more organizations come out in support of Trump. Um, and recommending him as the candidate for president, people are taking notice. And as more people step up and say, hey, yes, I support Trump. I'm not going to be in the closet about it anymore. It encourages other people. And that's what I'm doing here. Now, I admit I'm I'm still in the closet on my Facebook page, but I'm getting a little bit more bold. I'm I'm going on um, my Republican friends pages and making comments there because they have friends that are liberals, and then they make their crass comments, and I comment back with logic and uh, news sources um, to reverse what they're trying to say, And and I realize if some of those posts are public, if some of my friends' posts are public, my friends my private friends can still see those posts sometimes Facebook will put hey you know show me a a post of something I'm not even interested in and it'll show my friends comment underneath and I can see that and they they fed it to me hoping that I'll comment hoping that they'll get more hits because that's what Facebook's all about and so I know that I'm taking that chance and I guess I'm ready to take that chance if my other friends see those comments on my Republican friends pages maybe I'm ready you know. And it's, it's really hard. It's really hard for me. And those that it's not hard for, those that are listening, I congratulate you. I applaud you. Um, it, it took my everything to, to do this podcast. But I felt so pa- passionate about it. I had to use my voice and had to put it out there and say, no, this is wrong. And it takes a lot to take that stand public- publicly. And granted, I, I haven't told everyone I know about this podcast But with that said, I'm not doing that podcast for them. (laughs) I'm not doing that once, like I said in my last um, solo podcast, I'm not doing this for them or convince them of everything. That's not where my intention lies. My intention lies, again, back to exploiting mainstream media and the lies that they tell and the half-truths and the omission of information. And I want to be a place where other people feel that, too, a place for them to go and they can feel validated because gaslighting is a horrible thing and our press gaslights us every day and I feel very passionate about speaking out against that if there's ever a day where I don't need to do that thank God and I'll do a podcast about something else but until that time until they keep ripping up and down one side and making the other side um, practically saints yeah, um, I'll be here speaking out against it because I feel that it, ha- it it's incredible power in this country that the press has. And I believe that most of it is propaganda. I do. And um, I'm sick of it. As you know, and as I've, I've said in several podcasts, but circling back to um, just the mood and, you know, it, Frustrates me to no end, especially when I see my um, Republican or right-leaning friends posting a post in support of Trump, and they have a liberal liberal friend or family member that starts, you know, saying nasty things um, about Trump, and saying, you know, one that really stuck with me is, oh, I get, uh, oh, is that how a Trump cult supporter thinks? And I, and I wrote back to that. I just. I'm like cult supporters I, I just couldn't believe it so I wrote back and I said we're not a cult that's where they have it completely wrong and why everyone was shocked with the outcome in 2016 it's a mislabeling and underestimating of Trump supporters that is the biggest issue of this election it's called hubris which is overweening pride, and the New York Times and the mainstream media thrive off it. Lumping all the Trump supporters into one category is the biggest political mistake of the century, in my opinion. And it ironically works greatly to the Reds' advantage. The more you belittle us, the stronger we're going to show up at the polls. So, have fun with that view. And Trump 2020. And I felt great about that. I felt really good because I am not in a cult and I don't agree with everything my fellow Trump supporters agree with or what they're for or what they're against or maybe they support um, abortion or they're against abortion. Um, And I'm not here to speak out on my views of that. But I'm just saying if we have differing views, there's a whole spectrum of us and I've gone back to this a few times, but it is so incredibly insulting and so underestimating to just call anyone that, you know, might look at Q a cult person or that might support Trump a cult person because that's not what we are. This isn't a fucking cult. This is us standing out against the mainstream narrative and you know everything that goes with that including how Democrats are saints in the press's eyes and how anything Republican or anything Trump does is you know analyzed under a microscope and it gets old and it gets tiring and I swear if I was still Democrat, like I was in my 20s, I think this would have turned me because I can't stand unfairness. And I know there's always unfairness and life isn't always fair, and I get that. But when it's this blanket over and over and over again, and so many people rely on it and, um, you know, think that the media is such a reliable source and that they're telling us the truth and they use that for their proof and everything. I just I, I have to say no that this isn't right. They're not. They're everything they're doing is shading what they're presenting to their means and their end. And I, I wish to God they were objective. I wish there was Walter Cronkite again who just reported the news several decades ago, before many people's time, I'm sure. But we don't have that anymore. Um, I was even seeing Dan Rather just totally on somebody's page. I, I can't remember who. It was a it was Twitter um, I think it m- might have been New Green- Gingrich that he was going off on but he was just going over and over and over again and I, I'm a- about you know anti-Trump and you know, liberal and I, I think he's retired so he can speak out he, he can be vocal about how he feels now where you know when you are a reporter you're supposed to appear objective even though none of them are and it just really um, I'm just like yeah I always knew you were a liberal, Dan. Thanks for confirming that for me. I appreciate that. No great shock here. But, you know, you had your time in the sun. Now, you know, go, go to bed, Dan, and let the adults take over. You know, I just... I really get tired of it. And let me let me play you a really short clip that Joe Biden just said recently. I think it was either today or yesterday. Once again, my sources will be on our Facebook page. um, So please go there if you're wondering where I'm getting my information. Um, it's, It's a really short clip here. Listen to it now. Sir, I've got to ask you about packing the courts, and I know that sure. you said yesterday you aren't going to answer the question until after the election, huh. but this is the number one thing that I've been asked about from viewers uh, in the past couple of days. Well, you've been asked by the viewers who are probably Republicans who don't want me continuing to talk about what they're doing to the court right now. Well, sir, don't the voters deserve to know no, where they going to I'm not going to play his game. Wow. The voters don't deserve to hear his opinion on court packing wow. Now, I know how the liberals are going to take this or how mainstream media, if 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 they even show this or cover it, they may conveniently, quote, ignore it. But if anyone, you know, they'll say, oh, he was, it was, it's a quote taken out of context. He, you know, he didn't really mean it. He was just meaning the Republican voters don't. You know, they, they have their minds made up already. So they're just trying to make this a, a point of contention. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if Trump would have said this, so oh my God, we would be hearing about it for days and 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 days and, days and seeing it in ad campaigns um, across any Democrat running for anything anywhere in the United States. Um, yeah, it's just I, I'd listen to that and I go, how can, and, and I'm sorry, my liberal friends that may be listening, but how can anyone with half a brain cell vote for that man? <laughs> and we won't even get into Kamala and everything she did and how she was fourth place when she was in the primaries running for president in California, her own state. She couldn't even come in first in her own freaking state. And, and now she's vice president And then we hear about Nancy Pelosi and the 25th Amendment. And it's like, don't you have something better to fucking do with your time, Nancy? Um, You know, Newt Gingrich spoke out against her 25th Amendment plan that she's getting together about deeming the president unfit to hold office. And he thinks it's laying the foundation for Biden if Biden wins. Um, probably doing it now because we don't know what's going to happen in November with the House. She could hopefully, prayerfully, no longer be Speaker. Um, I don't think she'll lose San Francisco. I don't think there's a prayer anywhere that will bring make that happen, although I'd be very happy if it did. But um, the House could lose the Dems in control. So I could see her prepping this now Um, some say, you know, so that when Biden wins, they can deem him unfit and Kamala would take over, which is incredibly scary. And we haven't covered those vice presidential debates yet. But Ronnie and I will cover those um, uh, probably tomorrow. And we'll go over um, what happened there. Not not much really, in our opinion, but we'll still cover what we saw there. Um, For sure. um, My impression that I took home is I really don't want Kamala to win, you know, and and Joe, but that was always the case anyway. But I, I really don't think she has the strength of character to hold the office if Joe something happened to Joe and she took over. Um, that would be horribly disastrous for this country. Well, so would Joe winning. Um, either of them in in that role would be horribly disastrous. But I think her even more so than Joe. Believe it or not. Um, so yeah. I I just can't believe everything that's going on right now, and I probably should. This is an election year. Um, I was just telling a friend of mine that I have never been this passionate about an election before, never this involved in studying the news and politics. And I, you know, usually I'm, um, you know, I would go with a party vote with that party and stay with that party for several decades um, depending where I was at in my life and now I'm just incredibly interested because of everything that has happened and because the stakes are so high so incredibly high there was a letter that I wrote Read recently, and it was from Osama bin Laden's niece. She actually has a website, and she posted on that website literally just this letter that she wrote to America, and it was stunning. And again, I will post this on our website. I'm trying to get it here. Hang on one moment. This is from The Spectator, but they also give a link to the whole letter. Um, They just uh, post a portion of it. Of course, you're not going to see mainstream media read this anywhere. And actually, the date of this post is September 20th, 2020. So it's been a little while that this was posted. And you haven't heard about it, have you? No, the, the press hasn't brought it up. I bet you if this letter had endorsed Joe Biden, they would probably bring it up. Maybe. I don't know. She is a relative to Osama bin Laden, but it doesn't sound from this letter that she holds his views. And if you read it, she talks about how exceptional our country is and how different we are and how 244 years ago our founding fathers... Um, Your founding fathers forever changed the course of history. For the first time, with the ratification of your Declaration of Independence, mankind was offered an unmatched societal ideal. Human beings were recognized for what we truly are by nature. All created free and equal, endowed with unalienable rights derived from our creator. With your constitution, your founders sealed these God-given rights and protected them by instituting a limited limited form of self-government, along with a robust justice system. The world is forever in debt to your sacrifice, and we are grateful for the refuge you provide those who can flee persecution. This America is your heritage. And then she goes on to say... Watching the gratuitous violence streets burn, buildings, and statues being defaced in America over the past months, I am heartbroken to see how an entire generation was successfully brainwashed into hating the very nation that has yielded the most freedom, justice, and equality anywhere in the world. I am highly distressed by the blatant erosion at various levels of your most basic individual rights and freedoms as guaranteed by your Bill of Rights, from arbitrary censorship censorship of speech to unlawful, politically motivated abuses of justice. America, this is why I feel compelled to address you. Though I am an an unlikely messenger at first glance, rest assured that the name that I carry is antithetical to the values I hold. My heart is in the right place with you. The level of urgency coupled with my platform afforded to me by my circumstance compels me to speak up and warn you before it is too late. And then she goes on and on about how Trump needs to win and how Trump uphold the American dream and what our founding fathers originally intended. And she go, you know, tells us that we are on the very edge of a precipice. Please wake up, take hold, fight for your country, and be proud of your roots. Uphold your values, stand for flag and your anthem. Defend your history. Don't relent in the face of those who seek to rewrite it to serve their narrative and justify the destruction of your nation. You have much to cherish and protect for your sake and ours. We need you to stay the course, America, you are our last safeguard from an eminent civilizational collapse, and if you lose, all humanity loses. Be assured we are with you in this decisive hour in your history. All of us, freedom-seeking and loving people across the globe, pray for you to succeed. Your fellow patriot, Noor Bin Laden. Wow. I gotta admit, I kind of teared up reading that. <laughs> and... That's how strongly I feel right now. And I've never felt this strongly before about that. I mean, I don't know if my education in junior high and high school about American history was jaded. Um, I don't know. I, I was, you know, I, but then again, I don't think the vast divide between the right and the left was as vast as it is now. Um, you know, it, it is so vast and so wide and it really comes out when people start, um, belittling us in social media into our faces and belittling Trump, like that's as common as talking about the weather, how bad Trump is. And the assumption is, you know, you're, you want to talk about that. You want to belittle Trump just as much as you want to talk about the weather. Um, and which is such hubris and such arrogance Um, and, you know, from people being, you know, surrounding themselves with only people that think as they do, Um, you know, and, you know, how is the criticizing of Trump supporters going for you, those that are on the left? How how is that going for you? Have you, have you swung anyone's vote yet? Just curious, you know, when you call, you know, when you uh, poke fun and, Ridicule and um, make them feel bad for their choices. You think that's they're going to go home crying in their bed at night. Oh, I got to have that person like me. I'm going to change my vote so that they'll like me. I mean, maybe that would work. But, you know, anyone that is supporting Trump already knows that that is not. The mainstream narrative and if you speak out against it you're going to catch heat and so if there is anyone that publicly speaks out about him on Facebook or social media or in a conversation they already know they, they've already got their heels dug in. they're not do-do-do-do-do oh yeah I'm voting for Trump oh really he's got orange hair oh my god oh oh my god yeah and maybe he faked hands too and oh he's a misogynist oh that's on re- recorded way back in when, and uh, and the mic was hot, and oh, wow, I'm going to change my vote. I mean, really, really left. <laughs> Whenever you put a comment that totally degrades what we think, all I can say is thank you. You've just reinforced me that much more. And there was an article I read, I think it was in the Federalist Not exactly mainstream media, and some people might say it's fake. I don't know. But some of the things I found in there are just from people like you and me that are making commentaries. And one guy wrote in there that he didn't vote for Trump in 2016, but he would crawl over broken glass to vote for Trump this election. And, oh, my God, so would I. And I had even said that before I even read that article. I will. If it came down to that— Hell fucking yes, that's what I'm doing because and I couldn't say that in 16. I can say that now. I voted for Trump at 16 but I, I wouldn't have been that passionate about it but but now I am because I just every time one of you from the left says all these nasty comments and believes everything the mainstream media tells you, you have reinforced me that much more. and thank you. I have dug in my heels further. And quite honestly, that's human nature. You know, what if I loved coffee, but, you know, the whole world didn't love coffee? I can't imagine. I know that's probably, you know, heresy to you coffee lovers out there. But if you just go with me with this analogy, and I'm drinking coffee, and then they come up and say, hey, don't drink that coffee. That's bad for you. That's horrible. It's nasty. And they went on and on and on. Um... I'd probably want to drink my coffee more. You know, that is just human nature. When someone speaks out against a choice that you make that's very personal and very important to you, and they speak out about it, and they're so, you know, tearing you down for that choice, it is our nature to go, fuck you, I am going to drink my coffee. Or fuck you, I am going to vote for Trump even more so now. In fact, I am probably going to go to the polls and help out to make sure that at least in my area, it's being unfair election from what I can see and from what I can observe because I really don't trust the Dems at this point. I really feel they're playing dirty. And I think that we all need to realize that and anything that anyone can help with that from either side because don't you want a fair election, the left? And if you were answering no to that, <laughs> then yeah, I, I, you know, read. Osama Bin Laden's relatives letter and really meditate on that and maybe you might say that yeah I I do want a fair and honest election regardless of who wins and um, I do value what our founding forefathers did over my hate for Trump and you know that's another thing is just all this hate all the time I mean how is that working for you the left I mean is that Hate really serving you? I mean, I, I just, you know, don't get how you think that anything done out of hate is going to result in a good result. In me, for me, in my life, anything that I do out of love, that's what manifests good results for me. Anything I've ever done out of hate, anything I've done, ever done out of fear... I have had disastrous results in my life. I mean, we're talking sometimes losing thousands and thousands of dollars because I made a choice not based out of love, but out of fear or out of anger or out of hatred. And I have learned those hard knocks of life. And I am i don't understand why it's so cool and so PC to have all these people screaming and just screaming on these YouTube videos and also, you know, when, when they're Antifa, just screaming in other people's faces about that is just pure hate and that energy, I'm sorry, and I believe this from the bottom of my core is not going to get you good results. It's just not. And I think you'll see that this November. I really, really do. And so for those of you that I'm talking to, I'm probably preaching to the choir, but I just wanted to cover some of the things I've seen this week that, um, yeah, it's getting worse. And I hate to say that I'm not a pessimist and I don't even want to call it out because then, you know, I, I don't want to get it, have it get even, even worse, but for you that have friends and family that believe differently than you politically I do understand and you know stay strong if you need to stay off of social media do for me right now I'm using it as an outlet because I am so frustrated right now about how the press is handling so many things and um How the left is just so critical and so insulting to the right. And I really don't see that in reverse. Oh, we call him Sleepy Joe Biden and joke about him and and some of his gaffes. But if I see a supporter saying something against Trump or saying something pro-Biden... I don't tear down their choice and their character for that choice. I might say, hey, but did you know Joe had this scandal with his son Hunter when he was vice president? I might come to them with fact and and, and try to get them to see a different side. But I would never um, destroy them for their choice or think awful of them. I have my own friends and family that are voting, probably voting for Joe, Joe. I hope they don't. (laughs) I hope maybe they'll listen to these podcasts and change their mind or look at anything that I've put up on my Facebook, on the French following Facebook page about it. But, you know, I'm still going to love them at the end of the day. And I'm not and and not an ounce of me is going to uh, try to tear down their character or find fault with them for their choice. Um, people are creatures of habit. A lot of people just vote because that's that's the only party they've voted since, you know, they started voting when they were 18 and they're going to keep doing it. And um, everyone has their own viewpoints and filters and how they see things. And I understand that. And I am proud to live in a country where there is a multiple party system and we have the freedom to choose who we want to support, and which way we want to go. This is not a dictatorship. And Trump is not a dictator. Just want to throw that out there because I've heard that a lot too. Um, Even from reporters and Democratic Congress people. No, he's not. And it's a lie. Really research it. Really check it out. And maybe if you do know me and you hear this passion in my voice, maybe you'll think about trump as a viable candidate for 30 seconds maybe (laughs) right now my job is more to support those that are already supporting trump because it's really hard out there and it's getting harder and i feel you and i see you and i just want to thank you if you are speaking out congratulations i love you for it i'm trying to speak out more It is hard. I speak out here, but again, it's my own echo chamber, you know. But to speak out where I know there's going to be liberals that are going to tear me down, yeah. I'm still working on that, guys. And if you're doing it, congratulations. If you are speaking out, I I love you for it. And I love your courage. Um, You know, speaking out for the right can actually get you death threats. I don't think the left truly realizes how that can happen but it does I hear people famous people that speak out all the time for the right and they get death threat, death threats those that are of fame and can be tracked down so it, it is a very much a thing and I so appreciate those that do and I so appreciate those that listen to our podcast and support us please review us And I think we have one review right now. We'd love another review on iTunes. Please give us a review. Please subscribe to us. Um, And tell your friends about us if they are of a like mind. Um, We want to be a place for those that do believe as we believe and those that do like canceling mainstream media. Thank you again, and we'll talk on the next news story. Bye-bye.